Welcome to the Wise Up Texas podcast. Wise Up Texas is a nonpartisan nonprofit empowering and educating Texas South Asians to be informed voters and partake in civic engagement. You can visit our website, wiseuptexas.org, and find us on all social media platforms. This is Neil Sarkar, Wise Up Texas board member and today's host. Before we get to our terrific guest, a few things I wanted to flag for our listeners. First, on October 7th, we'll be doing our Civics and Chai chat, which will be a Know Your Rights program. We are partnering with the Texas Civil Rights Project to discuss how to protect your voting rights, what you need to do in case you face difficulty voting, and how to access the voter hotline in Urdu, Hindi, and Bengali, and answering all your questions pertaining to voting. Wise of Texas and the Texas Civil Rights Project want to make sure that the Texas South Asian community is well prepared as they head to the polls. Come join us for a hot cup of chai and wise up and know your rights before early voting begins. I'll also flag here, uh, election day is November 3rd. With everything going on, please start thinking about your vote plan, when you'll vote, how you'll vote, what issues you might have, and how those issues can be addressed early. It's The deadline's coming up sooner than you think, so let's get on top of it. Uh, now, turning to our guest, we're thrilled to have Mike Siegel join us today. Mike is the Democratic nominee for Texas 10th Congressional District. For the benefit of our listeners, the 10th Congressional District includes both suburbs of Houston and Austin. Uh, if you've ever driven from between Houston and Austin, you've probably spent some time in Mike's district. Uh, this is a rematch of the 2018 race uh, where uh, Mike actually lost that race by less than 5%, so definitely a competitive uh, race. Mike is a civil rights lawyer and former public school teacher. He's taught third grade through the Teach of America program, teaching in the classroom for five years, uh, and then founded uh, two nonprofit education uh, agencies after that, uh, which 20 years later continue to provide free after school and summer programs to hundreds of children and youth. Uh, Mike also went to law school, worked as a plaintiff side employment lawyer, and as Austin city attorney. So Mike, thank you for joining us. Uh, to start us off, uh, if I missed anything about your background or your district, uh, please share that with our listeners. Uh, sure, the Texas 10th you know, is a battleground race that unites Austin and Houston, includes seven rural counties in between, and actually has a very diverse community, you know, a strong Hispanic community, African-American community, and East Asian and South Asian communities. And so certainly this is a race where uh, you know, specific outreach to every constituency can make a big difference. We think that the final result in November could come down to one or 2%. And so, for example, we have 10,000 South Asian voters in the Texas 10th. Uh, you know, this community could be the difference. So really honored to be with you and to be speaking with uh, your listeners here. Great, thank you. So Mike, let me uh, ask about that two, 2018 race to start us off. This is a rematch. And so unlike someone challenging an incumbent for the first time, you have a little more data than you might otherwise. Uh, Beto, uh, I believe, won your district by two-tenths of a percent. Uh, he ran, I think that's true, in a lot of districts he kind of led the ticket. Um, what can you do to make up the difference, or what do you intend to do to make up that difference this time around? Sure. The way I see it, you know, Michael McCall won his 2016 race by 19 percent. We got it down to 4 percent and change last cycle. And so it turns out this is a, a two-term process to flip this seat. And so we laid a wonderful foundation last time, largely with the grassroots campaign. But this cycle, now that folks believe that it's a winnable race, you know, now it's a, a battleground district, according to the DCCC, there's a lot of belief that I can win this race. A lot more investment is coming in. So we're actually going to have money. We're already on TV across the Texas 10th. We're going to be on TV for the last nine weeks of the campaign. I have a powerful mail program. In terms of voter outreach, we have 
uh, basically hundreds and hundreds of volunteers who are making phone calls, sending text messages, writing postcards right now. And then also a key thing we're going to be doing is, uh, you know, what Sri Kulkarni calls relational organizing, but this idea of friend to friend or peer to peer outreach in each different subgroup of the district. So, you know, I, I speak Spanish. We're reaching out to the Latinx community across the district. Uh, we've got an African-American organizer who's organizing at Prairie v and and in black churches. And we also have a significant AAPI program, both in Austin, where we have both South Asian and East Asian constituents, as well as in the, the you know, Katy, Cyprus, and Tomball suburbs. And so to me, it's those three programs, you know, the paid communications, you know, the, the overwhelming voter contact program, and then that constituency-based outreach. If we can put that all together, that's how we win. Great. And taking, uh, uh, or kind of jumping off that a little bit, uh, at least as we've seen it at Wise Up, it seems like the Biden folks, and especially after adding Kamala to the ticket, which is, um, you know, juiced some South Asian interest in the race, to say the least, um, they're also doing uh, a lot of AAPI uh, organizing on that Sri Kulkarni model. Are you all having any coordination with them? Yes. Uh, and for example, I'll, I'll be speaking to the uh, Muslim Students Association with the Biden campaign later this week. Uh, there's a lot of that work going. And, and as you know, of course, uh, the South Asian community is not monolithic. So it's really, it's within each segment of the community. So for example, I'm working with Muslim leaders in both Katy and Austin. They've taken the voter file from me and identified, I think, 6,200 folks who have Islamic last names, and they're doing direct contact to them. And, you know, I have, uh, you know, Chinese American leaders in Austin who are helping me reach out to that community both in English and Chinese. Uh, we, we're even gonna have a Vietnamese language phone bank. And so to me, all of this work is kind of uh, you know, supporting each other. And I'm really excited about the, about the amazing outside investment in Texas from the Biden campaign, from the DCCC and others, that we're gonna let folks know that, hey, Democrats are really actively campaigning. We're not taking you vote for granted and we're speaking to you about the issues that you care about most. Uh, on the issues point, uh, as you knock on doors or I guess however it is you're doing it in these uh, COVID times. Uh, first, let me ask you, what are you hearing from voters? And, and then a little twist on that, is there anything that sort of uh, surprised you uh, in terms of what voters are interested in? Yeah, we're mainly phone banking. Uh, in very limited senses, we're doing some door knocking, you know, very carefully, of course. But I think, you know, the, the top two issues continue to be healthcare and jobs and how those intersect with the COVID-19 crisis. I mean, we've seen as a community, we're only as healthy as our least insured neighbors, right? If if someone can't afford to get a COVID test, that puts us all at risk. And so this is a great time to continue that push towards universal uh, national health care programs. Uh, and also on jobs, the idea that, you know, we've lost 40 million jobs in this country since the crisis started. And a lot of those people lost their health care in the process. And I think it's only Democrats that are fighting for, you know, national jobs programs on par with what happened during the Great Depression and the New Deal. The idea that we're going to use federal resources to put people back to work. Um, in terms of the surprising question, because right now we are reaching out to the more, uh, you know, moderate, independent, less aligned voters. You know, I, I continue to be surprised about how some people are sticking with Trump. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever be able to explain it. I mean, this is a guy who's precipitated a public health crisis. We're nearing 200,000 uh, Americans dead or uh, 15,000 dead Texans because of COVID-19. Entirely preventable. He denies climate change while the West Coast is on fire. Uh, he's attacking our democracy. So, I mean, I, I guess, you know, I, I think I had uh, higher expectations of, of the American people that they'd be more ready to dump Trump. But I still think we can win, but it's, it's certainly not easy. The electorate continues to be pretty polarized. Uh, 
Mike, you've, you've mentioned a few times about the South Asian uh, presence in your district and what you're doing to reach out to them. Um, can you tell us uh, uh, a little bit more about how you're, uh, how you're messaging that community and one that, as you, uh, you know, kind of astutely noted, is not monolithic, uh, despite what some may think. Uh, how, what is your message to them and how are you, how are you communicating to South Asians, um, both in your campaign and then just for our listeners' benefit? Sure. So we're doing a lot of, you know, small events, you know, Zoom events, basically, where we have these conversations and, you know, healthcare always comes up and, and economic programs come up. I do find that uh, other issues that come up a fair amount are immigration, uh, student loan debt and, and foreign policy, you know. And so basically the idea that can we fulfill this American dream or we're a place of equal opportunity uh, and, and common decency where we give everyone a fair shot at success. Uh, can we make sure that the Department of Justice is investigating hate crimes, uh, you know, not just focusing on, you know, Muslim community is so-called uh, terrorism, but actually looking at these white nationalist groups, they're actually responsible for a lot of the violence and hate crimes in this country. Uh, to make sure that our, our immigration programs are even-handed and, and based on the modern age, I hear concerns about visas being cut off. Uh, obviously, uh, the Muslim ban uh, significantly impacts our, our Muslim South Asian community. And student debt, you know, we have a lot of professional South Asians, especially in North Austin in this tech hub. And, you know, folks don't want to be burdened with this legacy. I mean, in the country, I think it's up to 1.8 trillion overall. And so what can the federal government do to ease that burden, even, even cancel a lot of this debt? And so a lot of issues come up, but I think big picture, you know, the idea that we're fighting for the American dream, a strong safety net, and to make sure everyone is treated with respect and dignity, I think is the overwhelming consensus. Thank you, Mike. Um, so to wrap this up, let me ask you one final question. You know, as I said at the outset, we are a nonpartisan organization and, uh, you know, we want everyone to vote, regardless of your political affiliation, uh, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Independent, whatever it might, whatever it might be. Uh, that said, you know, there's a lot of concern this time from folks on both sides, I think, in terms of mail-in voting and whether the vote will count and uh, how they do it, and added to that, all the health concerns. So, you know, for folks on whatever side of the aisle that might be, and keeping in mind that you know, we do want you know, everyone to turn out, what advice or guidance can you share? Um, I'll also add here, you know, I know you were city attorney, so you might be kind of more familiar with some of these voting issues that folks run into, but what what can you tell our listeners about um, voting this year? Well, this has been a huge issue for me. I've been a voting rights attorney, among other cases I've taken on. In 2018, my campaign made national news because we were fighting for the right to vote of students at Prairie View, an historically black college where the students were being prevented from voting, and we helped win that for them. I mean, big picture, the right to vote is the foundation of our democracy. It's kind of where all the other rights come from. And so, you know, right now, our focus, because it's almost too late to change the the battlefield, so to speak, in terms of the courts, they don't act very quickly. We're just emphasizing that there's three weeks of early voting the cycle. It starts October 10th. So really to get in early and vote uh, as soon as you can is great. If you can vote by mail, that's wonderful. If you're over 65, if you have a disability, if you can basically claim on a form that you would be uh, in danger of, of injury or even death by voting in person, you can request a vote-in ballot. And if you want to request that ballot, there's still a little bit of time. Uh, but really, we just need everyone to get out and vote safely and early. And then after you vote, text 10 of your friends. I mean, especially the ones that are less likely to vote. I mean, you know, triple, quadruple, you know, multiply by 10 your vote. Uh, because really, we just need to pull each other all in. You know, in this district, you know, I will win if we can get everybody out. If, if, if the Black community turns out, the Latinx community, the, the Asian community, 
If young people get out and vote, we're going to win. And the only concern is that we're not as aggressive in getting everybody out as the other side is. Because Trump's campaign, they're actually knocking doors. They don't, they don't seem to care about the health implications. So they're doing everything they can. And we just need to put it all on the table, you know, leave it on the battlefield, leave, leave no voter behind. Thank you very much, Mike Siegel. Uh, well, that is all for our interview today. I'll remind all our listeners, please keep thinking about your vote plan for November 3rd, uh, and, and please make sure to vote. Uh, Wise Up Texas is a nonpartisan and nonprofit organization, but we welcome interviews with candidates and political leaders who want to reach out to our South Asian followers. Wise Up Texas does not endorse any candidates or political party. You can find a recording of this podcast on most platforms where podcasts are available and select episodes will air on Radio Azad in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Thanks for listening, everyone. Get educated, get wiser, and start giving a hoot with Wise Up Texas.